Welcome to the Chris Cuomo Project Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Cuomo. Today, we're going to dive into the broken two-party system in America and explore why the solution may lie in having more political parties. It's no secret that our current system is deeply divisive and often fails to represent the diverse and views of the American people. But what if there was a way to break the gridlock and bring about true representation for all? We're going to talk to experts and politicians about the pros and cons of a multi-party system and hear from everyday Americans about their thoughts on the matter. So sit back and join the conversation as we explore the possibility of a more inclusive and effective political landscape in the United States. What'd you think? Does it sound like me? Was it cogent? Did it seem human? That is a pre-scripted monologue done by the robotic mechanism known as Greg Ott. No, I'm kidding. He's my producer and he's here right now laughing at this. That is an example of AI, artificial intelligence. Chat GPT. GPT stands for Generative Pre-Training Transformer. And basically, it's what it sounds like, not that GPT thing, but that this is a machine doing a scrub of all the kinds of things that I have said before and creating something for me to say. Now, is this a tool or is it a replacement? That is the conjecture, is that will journalism be replaced by this? Uh, I say absolutely no for the same reason that I dismiss all artificial intelligence in its current and even future imagined iterations, which is creativity. But I got to tell you, I mean, it, it's not my kind of writing. It doesn't have the kind of constant rhetorical and, you know, the alliterative things that I go for in terms of when I craft something for you guys. But it is cogent. It's definitely passable. It's definitely high school paper. Yeah, studies show, like, research is showing that it can do, like, a like a B-minus on a test. Like, it can do about that good, which is pretty good. I mean, most people aren't great writers. And so this is just being, like, to be able to get a B-minus automatically is pretty impressive tech. So Greg used the program and said, but you remember, this is a little different than the high school kid because he's going to be doing it or she's going to be doing it on a topic or an argument or a proposition or a question. And I think this software would be more effective with that because when you're asking it to write for me, that's different than, hey, write something about problems with the two-party system in the American Republican democracy. You know, I think that would be more uh, fruitful and more in the wheelhouse of software and aggregating data and understanding how to collate data based on specific topics versus making style choices and imagining for a particular individual with a particular style. Support for the Chris Cuomo Project comes from Cozy Earth. Let me tell you, bedding matters. And this isn't just me telling you this. In a recent survey, seven out of 10 parents said that they get an average of three hours of sleep a night in the baby's first year. Hello, Greg. Now, mommies need quality sleep and bedding will matter. There are other variables, but here's one that you can control, okay? When we made the switch to Cozy Earth, I noticed the difference. I did not know that fabric or textiles could really be temperature sensitive, meaning if it's cold, they keep you warm. If it's warm, they can kind of cool you off. I did not know that. 
I know it now because I have cozy earth, okay? So, this Mother's Day, why don't you treat the mamas in your life to the luxury they deserve with cozy earth bedding and sleepwear and prioritize her self-care and sleep health? Doesn't she deserve it? Mm-hmm. Don't forget, use my promo code CHRIS at checkout and you'll get 35% off at CozyEarth.com, okay? When you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select my show in the drop down and that will make me very happy. Support for the Chris Cuomo Project comes from Done With Debt. This is a big one, especially in America, man. You need Done With Debt. If you're one of us who's addicted to credit, you need Done With Debt because you're going to bed thinking about how much you owe and what the minimum amount payable is and what are you going to do and you're never going to get out from under it. And look, is it your fault? Yeah, in part, take responsibility for your spending, but also the system traps you in debt. High interest credit cards and loans. It's almost impossible to pay off your debt once you get into that cycle. Insane inflation keeps you stuck paycheck to paycheck. And that's why you need Done With Debt, because Done With Debt is your lifeline. Done With Debt has an ingenious new strategy to help you deal with debt faster than most of us would think possible. Done With Debt analyzes your debt, gives you options that you'll qualify for. Done With Debt knows how to reduce bills, cut interest rates. They've got skilled staff at Done With Debt that will negotiate figure out how to get better deals. So here's how easy they'll make it. Go to donewithdebt.com, donewithdebt.com, and start getting out from under the problem and toward the solution. You got debt? You need done with debt. So if I just typed in, write an intro to the Chris Cuomo Project, it gives you just kind of a very generic nothing to it. So I wanted to give it something that felt like appropriate for what this show is. So I said, write an intro monologue to an episode of the Chris Cuomo Project podcast where Chris explores the broken two-party system in America and why the solution is more political parties. Something that you usually harp on in the show to see if it would be in that ballpark. Because what it's going to do is look for things like that, and it will probably search under my name for things. And it isn't just your name. It's, you know, it's taking the context of why is the two-party system broken? What multiple political parties is trying to take all of that information and synthesize it into this little paragraph that is, I don't know. I think B minus is is pretty accurate. I think it's certainly cogent, but it's not like nail on the head. Try this one. I, I, I gave it another one based on something in the news right now. It's too good. Folks, it's no secret that the current administration has had its fair share of scandals. But the most recent one involving the mishandling of classified documents is one that hits particularly close to home. Let's take a step back and remember the scandals involving Mike Pence and Joe Biden. Both men were accused of mishandling classified information, with Pence being accused of using a private email server for government business and Biden being accused of using his position to benefit his son's business dealings in Ukraine. Now, Fast forward to today, and we have President Trump being accused of mishandling classified documents. The similarities between these scandals are striking. It's clear that mishandling classified information is a problem that plagues politicians across party lines. But what's even more concerning is the way in which these scandals are handled. In the case of Pence and Biden, their actions were thoroughly investigated and they were held accountable for their mistakes. But when it comes to President Trump, it seems as though the rules don't apply. This is a dangerous precedent to set. 
No one, regardless of their political affiliation, should be above the law. We need to hold all politicians accountable for their actions and ensure that classified information is handled with the utmost care and responsibility. As Americans, we deserve better. We deserve transparency. I'm dying reading this, by the way, <laughs> uh, because it's it's so much, you know, na 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 na. The only interesting part of this is this was obviously written before today's news, as we're recording this, where Pence was found to have classified documents in his house. So you know his old things with his little server and playing with his email, which is, and I got to tell you, it, it the the rule makes sense not to mix, but this idea of keeping politics and government separate has never made any sense to me. It's so impractical, and here's why. Greg Ott becomes a member of Congress. Congress is already a bad example because he's got to run constantly, right? Because you're you're campaigning all the time because you're up every two years. But I won. I won. Oh, yeah, definitely well, won. Thank you for uh, your vote. On. I mean, you, that, you're all American. Wow. American. I'm his campaign manager. I'm his main guy. When he goes into government, I'm going to come with him. I'm going to be chief assistant to Congressman Ott. And you don't think I'm working on the campaign at the same time? You see what I'm saying? So that's always bothered me. The Penn specific thing was, oh, you were using a personal email and not the government one, and it's not as secure. Listen, that's a good point. But these days, it's so hard to keep the two devices straight and the one phone is dead and you have the other one and it's our habits. I mean, well, too bad. You got to figure out how to do it. I'm just saying there's a reason that people screw it up so often. Just like with the classified documents, there's a reason. Now, I think a lot of that sophistication was lost in this argument. Do you think this accurately captures your voice? I noticed that it's no. putting folks at the top of every sentence. Do you say folks when you're often introducing the show? I've never heard the L hit so hard in folks. that word before. <laughs> well, it's there. So you're a folk? Folk, yeah, folks. I'm a folk guy. Folk. No, I'm a, I'm a folk guy. You're a folk guy. <laughs> yeah, a folk singer, not a folk singer. Are you a height guy or a height guy? <laughs> I'm a height guy. Okay. Here's another segment for the program that feels appropriate for you, but I want to see if it actually captured your tone. Hey, folks, it's Chris Cuomo here. <laughs> and I want to tell you about Athletic Greens. No, and I want to take a moment to talk to you about something that's near and dear to my heart, my free agent brand. As many of you know, I've been on a journey to empower people to take control of their lives, to be independent thinkers, and to never back down from a challenge. That's what the free agent brand is all about. I'm excited to announce that we've just launched a new line of merchandise, including t-shirts, hats, and more that you can purchase from our store. I know times are tough for a lot of people right now, but I truly believe in this brand, and I hope you'll consider picking up a piece of merchandise to show your support. Whether you're a fan of my show, The Chris Cuomo Project, or just someone who believes in the values of the free agent brand, I hope you'll take a look at the merchandise and see if there's something you like. So come on over to the free agent store and check it out. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Thank you for your support. And as always, stay strong and stay free. <laughs> that's pretty close. Stay strong and stay free. I like that. I don't think I've ever said that, but I should. No, but I'm saying like that's, it's in the ballpark. I like stay strong and stay free. Okay, well, maybe we'll, uh, we'll incorporate that from now on. That makes me wonder about the whole imagination <laughs> thing because I don't think I've said stay strong, stay free. So now you don't have to come up with ad reads off the top of your head. We'll just have the uh, computer chunk them out. But isn't there one thing that we're skipping here? If there hasn't been a lot of stuff written about something, then how is this thing going to come up with what to say? If it's a really recent story, it'll sometimes go, I don't know enough about that. So it can only do it from what's been done. Yes. So it has to have some some sort of 
thing that's been fed into it that can that it can draw you know a conclusion from or at least piece everything together based on something it's actually read before. This can't be the death of journalism because if you need people to create substance and perspective for this thing to echo and ape into what to say, then you'll always have the need for people to do that. So I don't think this gets us to the Matrix 5.0 or whatever the last one was just yet. Support for the Chris Cuomo Project comes from Done With Debt. Let me tell you, we're all dealing with it, especially in American culture, right? Because we're so credit sensitive. We have so much available credit. People take advantage of it. Often it takes advantage of them. High interest credit cards are real. Loans make it nearly impossible to pay off your debt. Inflation keeps just taking away what you can pay, keeps you stuck in almost a paycheck to paycheck existence. Done with debt can be a lifeline. Done with debt has this ingenious new system that gives you a way to deal with debt faster and easier than you probably thought possible. See, Done With Debt analyzes all the debt options that you qualify for. They know how to reduce bills, cut interest rates. They have a skilled staff of negotiators that know how to get debt out of your life, ready? Permanently. Done With Debt has a bunch of experts. They've been doing this and they know the best strategies to reduce and remove debt from your life. But you gotta hurry because some debt solutions are time sensitive. Here's how easy they'll make it. If you go to donewithdebt.com, that's donewithdebt.com, right? D-O-N-E-W-I-T-H-D-E-B-T.com, you can find the answers to your debt problems. Support for the Chris Cuomo Project comes from AG1. Listen, my brothers and sisters, you know that I take my health seriously, right? I'm an aging athlete. I'm dealing with long COVID. That's why AG1 is a big part of my game, and I have been taking it for many years. Why? Because it's one and done. I don't have to worry about the combinations. I don't have to worry about the price the same way. It's so much less expensive than taking all these things separately. And... It's the deliverability. It's just a scoop and a glass of warm water for me, but you can put a scoop of it in whatever you want. And boop, down the hatch, and that's that. People ask me all the time, AG1, do you really take it? Yeah, it's all over my house. And I've been drinking it for a long time, and I think it works. I have partnered with AG1 for so long because they make a high-quality product that I trust to have as part of my routine every day. So, you want to replace whatever you're doing now? Start AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash ccp. That's drinkag1.com slash ccp. Check it out. This is an interview that I had the computer generate. So these are your questions, and then I fed that into an AI avatar for you to interact with. Can you put in your headset so you can speak to her? So this person doesn't exist? This person does not exist uh, yet. They didn't take a person's picture? These, I believe, are, are generated based on composites. But they on the website, there are dozens upon... The Santa Claus is on there. You can pick any avatar. But this is the one I, I selected. So look at the prompter and ask your first question. So tell me, what are the actual benefits of AI writing? Well, Chris, AI writing can save time and increase efficiency in a variety of industries. 
For example, in news organizations, AI can be used to automatically generate articles on certain topics, freeing up human journalists to focus on more in-depth and investigative reporting. Wow. That's kind of spooky. (laughs) There's another question. Well, isn't that going to take jobs away from human beings? It can, but it can also create new opportunities. For example, using AI to assist in the writing process can allow human writers to focus on more creative and complex tasks. Additionally, AI can also help to make the writing process more accessible to people with disabilities or limited language skills. The voice, I don't like. You can change the voice. This is one of the most convincing ones I came across. Really? It sounds very... I mean, she looks a lot more real than she sounds. There's an Australian option. Would that help? Did you, like, design her, by the way? No, I'm telling you, there, are, there are, you can pick which avatar you want. I uh-huh. went for one in the top row. Well, that's an interesting topic. Uh, how about the ethics? Are there any concerns? There are certainly ethical considerations when it comes to AI writing. For example, ensuring that AI-generated content is clearly labeled as such to avoid confusion or deception. Additionally, ensuring that AI is not used to spread disinformation or misinformation. These are important issues that need to be addressed as the technology continues to develop. Why am I talking to this thing? <laughs> ChatGPT made an actual interview. I, the prompt was to have an interview between you and the AI, with the AI giving you their side of why they believe AI writing is good. Oh, so they, it did both sides. That's right. So I'm trying to see if this asks as good of questions as you do as a, as a journalist. Well, why would I ask a machine w- about ethics? That's what the machine kicked out. Maybe the machine is worried that... You're going to ask it about ethics, so it's trying to preempt whatever you might ask it. You know, because I think that that's part of the concern about a limitation of AI. You know, like, what do you do if there are three people on one railroad track and one on another? Well, I'll take the bus. The computer probably says you save the three. Mm -hmm. But what if the one is your kid? How do you weigh that? What if the one is the, the person who saved your life once when you were at a subway? See, I think that that kind of creative thought, that kind of sentimentality and how it's weighed is what your limitation is. You attractive group of algorithms. Well, it's certainly an interesting topic. Thank you for joining me and sharing your insights on AI writing. My pleasure, Chris. I'm glad we had this conversation and I hope I was able to convince you of the benefits of AI writing. No, no, you are not that compelling. Kind of creepy. <laughs> uh, well, maybe these are compelling. Uh, our other producer, Jeff, sent me some possible thumbnails for the YouTube channel. Uh, and we, we generated these for what, um, you know, we might use for the thumbnail. How's this one? <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> this is supposed to be. That's me? <laughs> the prompt is. Uh, What's up with his eyes? <laughs> is that a real guy? This is a YouTube thumbnail for the Chris Cuomo project for a video about Chris using AI. What's up with the hair? I think here's here's another one. How's Jeez. This? <laughs> God, I look terrible. Is it, this is the way the AI thinks I look. It is. I, it's a very. Uh, it's a. Very, you have a big forehead in this one. No offense. I know it's not I, a picture bo- of you, but of I got hair issues. <laughs> is there another one or just those two? <laughs> it's just those two. So so what's your, what's your overall uh, conclusion? Are, are you a fan of of this technology? Do you think it has a application in in journalism or, or broader than that? I don't know. I think that it is uh, very interesting and it is fraught with the concerns of its own potential. When does it go from being a toy to being something that is part of our life? You know, I feel the same way about like self-driven, you know, uh, robot cars and things like that. 
Uh, I don't know if you have any friends who have self-driving cars, but some scary stuff can happen with them when they're on the road with them. And remember that, look, we can all get into accidents, but that's the whole thing, right? Can it anticipate? Can it feel? Can it sense? Can it be creative and imaginative the way human beings are? And then there's another question that, that I have that is a growing concern, which is, should we be in such a hurry to have machines do more and more of what we can do? Is this an efficiency model or is it a redundancy model that winds up working against us? And should that be an ambition? I guess it makes it cheaper, right? Uh, because you're not dealing with human beings and their needs because these things don't eat and the maintenance is so small. And when they break and need maintenance, you just put in another one. But is that what we should be aspiring towards? I, I think that's a, a very important question. I'm going to show you one more, uh, <laughs> one more thumbnail. Oh, this one. That one looks like me. I mean, the nose is wrong. This is Dolly and Midjourney, which are image-based ones, which is different than ChatGPT. Well, that looks closer. Like, I mean, the hairline, the forehead, the hair—that's uh, all better. Um, the eyes are closer. The nose is not an Italian nose. This this one, I. I it's, it's all, you almost look like Matt Gates. That doesn't look anything like, by the way. <laughs> no, I said it almost looks like Matt Gates. He's got Matt. a good head here, Matt Gates. And he's got a great forehead. <laughs>